you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Can we talk about the pain of uh, change? Yeah, how painful change is. I think that there's a misconception that the past is our teacher and there's no upcoming lessons as if all we have to do is just pass the high school worth of tests and the college portion of testing is optional, right? But overlooking these last couple of days that I had that was rough, I think I've determined that I don't think we ever arrive to a level of completion while here on earth. I really feel like we are a forever student. And the cliche, that whole thing about, you know, you learn something new every day, I think that is beyond true. But I want to push that cliche to new boundaries. And I want to add that you should be not only learning something new every day, but you should be discovering, even if subtle, discovering changes with you as often as possible. So the last couple of days I had a, <laughs> oh my goodness, I just been having the toughest moments ever. And it's because of what I'm saying, like change is absolutely positively painful. And I just feel like I have been being stretched, you know, as the good uh, church people say, like God has just been teaching me. And it's just, it's like, listen, I can't, can I say when I'm over it? And so I went to my husband and I just had a unveiled moment with him. And I'm like, listen, I am in like this pruning thing, learning new lessons, like it's painful. And I told him, I said, you know, all my life I've had this go-getterness and this tenacity. And so, you know, I'm going over what my current struggle was and boom, he just brought to my attention what my issue is. And the revelation of it was I was wearing old armor to current battles. I'm going to say that again because that was for me. I need to hear me say it again. I was wearing old armor to current battles. My husband in all his awesomeness was able to show me that all the different things and fights that I've had in my life, whether, you know, all my life I've had to fight, you know, all the different things that I've had to face, I had to face it with the level of tenacity and just go get itness and rah, let me at him because the series and events of my life were truly life or death. And when it was truly fight or flight. So now that I'm having upcoming struggles or battles some some sort I'm trying to use that same Rawr! and it's not working and so the issue that came up was I was getting frustrated over a business matter and I'm like I the mindset that I've had in the corporate world and in other situations is not working for the business mind I am very much so a result oriented person I know that I'm doing well when I do a b and c and when the results say and I want to be able to graduate top of my class in all things you know I'm a measurement type of person and that mentality doesn't work for entrepreneurship it's almost like you need to be okay with not being seen, being heard, not being supported by the people you want to be supported by. You need to be okay with that as you're building. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Also, I am from the grind era. You know, you get two and, two and a half minutes of sleep a night. You go get it and you keep going. And, and, and God is telling me to go to sleep. And I'm like, huh? But I'm trying to grind. Like, I don't understand. And then I'm like, okay, well, 
maybe I can work on the business, you know, part-time and I can go work out in, you know, the world and get a part-time job, you know, part-time, part-time and just be able, and I'm trying to fit in all the things that have worked for me before. And for the first time in my life, God is like, no, I don't need you doing that. And it was frustrating me because I asked my husband, I said, why would he give me, you know, this mindset and wiring me this way if I can't use it here? And he was like, no, you very much so can use it here. You just need to put it to the side because you can't use it yet. And I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> so what that equates to me, because I'm visual, it's like you're trying to fit the entire Thanksgiving meal in your stomach now and that's not what God is saying to do now. He's saying we'll get there, but for now you just need portions, right? Yet you're trying to go ahead and buy the house in your mind that you know that your family needs um, later on, but you don't understand. You'll get there, but can we just do this apartment first? And so for the first time in my life, kind of embarrassed to say this, but I'm learning the art of pacing. And so I literally have to rewire how I think, how I see stuff. Um, to me, things not occurring in a proper time frame was equating to me as if I wasn't doing my part. I am not grinding enough. I am not doing my part enough. And so I was beating myself up and I'm like, okay, I just need to go ahead and realize um that when being taught something new, no matter the age, it is uncomfortable. So for whatever the reason, and I thank God for it, God brought me to snakes and to want to learn more about snakes. Because when I was thinking in my mind, because once I get a revelation or something, I become a student of it. And I'm like, okay, so where can I learn more about changing? You know, I'm thinking maybe I can go on YouTube. Maybe I can just get a book real quick about change, read it and feel, ah, and now I'm better, right? And so he was like, no, I want you to look up snakes. The weirdest thing, but I'm glad that I listened. So I went on Wonderopolis, right? And it said, um, just talked about skin shedding. And it said that snakes shed their skin to allow for further growth and to remove parasites that may have attached to their old skin. As a snake grows, its skin becomes stretched. Now, I don't know about you, but that entire sentence was like food to my soul. I was like, oh my goodness. A, it felt good to know the human thing that, okay, um, I'm not alone. And B, I was actually low-key very impressed, God, shouts out to you, for speaking to me in a way that that's my language. Now, if you read that quick, you may not get nothing. You're like, okay, I don't get it. But here's how I read it. Snakes shed their skin to allow for further growth. You are going to live a life where you're going to have to be able to shed some things off of you so that you can continue to grow in your life. You see what I'm saying? and to remove parasites that may have attached to their old skin, meaning your old way of doing something, your old friends, your old whoever, your old mindsets, you have to shed that because that is the parasite that attached itself to the thing. And instead of God removing the parasite, instead of God removing your mindset, he just wants you to shed that so he can do a new thing in you. 
And as a snake grows, its skin becomes stretched so that he reminded me growth is uncomfortable because it's producing something new in you. Growth is uncomfortable because it is bringing out and birthing something great in you. And so when I read it like that, I was like, oh, because it would just look like, well, God just removed the parasites. Why don't you just wash the snake clean, you know? But God is such a, no, if he's going to put new, new wine inside, he needs it to be a new wine bag. He is not the God that he's going to do new things in old places. That's not necessarily the way that he wants to do things all the time. That is why he told Abraham, sir, I need you to get up. I need you to leave. That is why when people get married, he said, okay, now the two become one. God is constantly metamorphosizing, changing things in us, and we're not seeing that. Why would he go through the whole process of letting us see that a caterpillar can turn into a butterfly? Why not just give the caterpillar wings offset? Like why? So that it can have twofold. It can crawl and it can fly when necessary. No, but a caterpillar would never be as beautiful as a butterfly. So he needed to do something different. You don't look at a, at a caterpillar and say, oh, beautiful. But have you ever seen, think about the most beautiful butterfly you've ever seen. Have you ever been captivated by a butterfly and the color sequences and the elegance of a butterfly and all the new things? Never once do we look at a butterfly and say, you once were a caterpillar, right? Because we're so mesmerized by the newness that we don't remember the process. And that right there is a word, but we're going to continue on with snakes. So I went ahead and, you know, I'm starting to really get familiar with Cora.com, you know, Q-U-O-R-A. I'm just, you know, becoming one of the uh, officials there. I, I, sh I strolled the neighborhood from time to time, right? So I looked up snakes on, on that as well. And the question was, how long does it take for a snake to shed its skin? Because, you know, most of the time when you're going through something uncomfortable, you cool, but for how long? You know, we want to do labor and delivery in 15 minutes tops, sir. <laughs> How long is this going to take? How long is it going to take to lift these weights before I see some muscles? Hmm? How long am I going to have to keep eating like a rabbit before I see some weight drop? Hmm? How long am I going to have to keep coming to work early so y'all can promote me? Like, what's going on? How long, right? And so I went ahead and just jumped to the chase because I already know the human mind. I'm like, okay, how long does it take? And do you know it said snakes shed their skin quite often. The average snake will shed its skin two to four times per year. Pause. You can't just shed me one time, sir. It's two to four times a year. Why that quota? Why we got to keep? Okay, let's just continue to read on. This average varies with age and species. However, young snakes that are actively growing may shed their skin every two weeks Oh, so what you saying in the spirit realm, and this is how God talks to me, the younger and more immature you are in an area, the more frequently he sheds you. Oh, the more immature and weak you are in an area is how often he's going to make sure that you are a changed creature. Okay. So when the, when you start to feel, you know, like I had this week of like, I can't take not a near another lesson. Can we go to recess? Please, God, it's time for recess. Please just let me, let me scrape my knees up because <laughs> this is painful, right? 
Do you mean to tell me that he's doing that because ah, you haven't gotten a lesson yet? And, you know, the way that you're wired, a.k.a. your species, I need to teach you consistently so that you can mature out of this particular area. And I was like, never seen snakes like that. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. So I went the extra mile because, again, I'm human. And I had to look up the question, do snakes ever stop shedding? You know, I'm trying to see, when does it stop, sir? And according to reptileknowledge.com, a snake will shed its skin as long as it's growing. And snakes grow all through their lives. Thus, a snake will never stop shedding until death. I said, I'm finna throw the phone. Now, in the human state, I'm, I'm not gonna fib. I looked at that like forever, ever, forever, ever. It, like it, it's not gonna stop at all. And what God showed me was, when I had to read it again, it said, snakes grow all their lives. And I was like, ooh, I caught that God, thank you. What he was trying to say to me is, if I have it where a snake grows all their lives, follow me, you follow me? If I have it where a snake grows all their lives, what more do you think I'm going to do for a human being that is after my likeness? How dare we think that we just get taught a lesson or two and then God just leaves us alone? Oh, no, 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 no. He made us in his image. He has a lot banking on us. He has a planned purpose for our lives. There are certain tasks and assignments and things that has to come to pass through us. So if we can look at the fact that, man, a snake only sheds when it's growing and it grows all the rest of their lives, then listen, if you're shedding, you're growing. If you're uncomfortable, you're growing. And just know and have the mindset, I'm going to be growing the rest of my life. That should really say something. That should really resonate with you because it did with me even reading it again. And I read it before I called you, but now speaking to you again, I'm like, I'm going to look at shedding different. I'm going to look at being stretched different. God just showed me it in a snake and I looked and I said, I know I'm far more important than a snake. You know, shouts out to God's creation, but I'm made in his, in his image. The Bible calls me his masterpiece. Like literally he waited to create us last because it was the most important. Uh, the reason why he created this whole thing was for us. And so don't we dare not think that we're just supposed to, you know, go through a few things and that's just it. And, oh, you know, you know, I'm just, it's just every time I look around, something's happening. And, you know, the devil is busy. And, you know, we get into this grumping stage and we're, we're missing the whole point. I'm sure if we were able to speak to snakes, they would be like, bruh, this is ridiculous. No, like we shouldn't, like, again, sir. Yeah, it's happening. I'm sure they probably are murmuring and doing all kinds of things, but missing the whole point. You're growing. God is doing something awesome in you. No other species sheds into a new creature. You know, the butterfly does it one time. You know, caterpillar, boom, butterfly. Have a nice day. Go ahead. Cuckoo. Okay, bye now. Right? 
But to have it where your life is just, you just consistently growing, consistently being stretched, I really feel like we owe it to ourselves to see, okay, listen, if I have multiple times to be a butterfly, then God, you know what? Sign me up. I'm with it. If I can't avoid it, I might as well stop going ahead and murmuring about it. You see what I'm saying? Like we have to get to a place that we really understand he's doing something new in us. And we, we can't just keep, like my husband was telling me, don't wear your old armor, you know, to new battles. Don't wear your old skin. Can you imagine a snake trying to go back and get their old skin and take it with them? You know how ridiculous that will look? Do you know how ridiculous it is that we try to go ahead and prevent from changing, prevent the pain and the discomfort that comes thereof? Like we really need to understand what the whole shedding thing. And this is what I needed to hear from me. That God gave me what was needed in those prior seasons to survive. But I don't need that type of armor anymore. I don't need that skin anymore. You see what I'm saying? The walking shoes that helped you as a toddler, it's not going to help you as a teenager and adult. The street smarts that you needed in a rough neighborhood when you were growing up, you know, whatever. You don't need that in the new extremely low crime area that you currently live in. I remember one of my elders in a prior um, church, he was saying, you know, he used to be in a gang and, you know, he had the rough come up and all that other stuff. And he said that every now and again, he can start to see that that kind of comes out like he's watching when he's parking, you know, um, and who's around his family. And he said God had to tap him on his shoulder and was like, sir. You don't need that no more. You needed that when you were living that particular lifestyle. You needed that because you wasn't supposed to be in that lifestyle. But those were the survival instincts that you needed for that particular season. You don't need that here. Like I remember when I came from New York to Georgia and, you know, I I was flawed that there was no um, peepholes for me to see who's knocking on my door. The other thing that absolutely flawed me that it wasn't multiple locks on the door. So I was like, um, yeah, in New York, we had the bottom lock, the top lock, an extra lock if you really was about that life. Then you had the little key, you know, the little chain thing that went on top of the, you know, the, the top part of the door. And, you know, you felt fully secure. But, you know, then you had the peephole. You can see who, who is it? You know, you look through the door. Oh, okay. You asked who it was and you saw who it was. That's just, you know, that was what was needed in New York. I came to Georgia and I'm like, uh, what's this one key going to do? This is dangerous. I went to the management for the apartment that I came down here the first time. I'm like, um, I need a, uh, I need a top lock. They were like, oh, no, 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 we don't. Yeah, but y'all don't even have like the chain little, the thing to go across, you know, like what happened? And they were like, mm -mm, no. I was like, I can't. When I got my first house, I was like, listen, I'm not cool with this peephole thing. I'm not cool with looking at the side of the door. Matter of fact, what's this glass uh, window pane on the side of the door? Yeah, the daylight situation. I'm not comfortable with this. And I had to tell my aunt, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a door with a peephole. And she, she had to tell me. She was like, um, we don't do that down here. And I was like, yeah, why? I'm trying to run upstairs real quick to see who's at the door to run back downstairs. And it's because that level of caution that I needed from New York, I brought down to Georgia and I didn't need that anymore. 
I mean, for crying out loud, I looked up the crime areas before I moved. Why am I being triple? Like, I don't understand. Okay, you got the ADT. All right, you got the sensory light on. So anybody come. I what more do you want? You want the guard dog and the alarm and the blaring lights? Like, you want 911 on speed dial? Like, how how much more do you think you need for an entirely different environment? You see what I'm saying? And so it's just like, I felt like God was just screaming to me. Like, you don't need that no more. You know, the mindset that I had when, when I was younger, because my household was chaotic. It's like, you don't need that in this new residence. And can I just give you a little bit of advice? Real talk. Maybe you've been as tired as you've been in your life because you've been carrying too much armor for far too long. It's getting heavy because it's been long enough. So can I challenge you? real quick can I challenge you to shed the armor that is no longer needed can we go ahead and just really assess our lives and say you know what now that you say that I have been dealing with this area like I did in my prior situation like seriously like can you do that can you be brave enough to see that um yeah that didn't work uh, it's not working in this new area. Like, can we just look at the fact like when David went to go fight anything else when he was a king, he didn't need the pebbles and the slingshot anymore. So what he used to defeat Goliath, he didn't need that anymore when he fought in the future. Can we can we just really be honest and assess ourselves and say, OK, you know what? Yeah, I've been I've been using the slingshot again. And, and that's why I'm feeling defeated. And that's why I'm feeling beat up because it, it's not assigned. It's not for this particular season. Can we do that? I promise you, once you start to look at it in that lens, you're going to feel exactly how I felt. And I just felt this huge relief come over me and say, okay, just putting it all into perspective. I'm, I'm being stretched. And I'm stretched because I'm growing. And I'm growing because God's doing a new thing in me. And God's doing a new thing in me because I was made in his likeness. And if he did it for snakes, he's going to do it for me. And maybe I'm using old armor in places I don't need it no more. And maybe I need to remember that I'm becoming a but butterfly over and over and over again. And if he's taking that much time to beautify me, then I'm going to go ahead and be okay with the process. And this mic drop. Like, really hone into that. If you need to come back to this conversation, then go ahead and do so. But I honestly feel I don't even want to push this conversation no more. I want you to rest in that. Rest in that. And let that just mutter over and over and over in your mind and in your inner parts. And just get into the habit of just looking at change and being stretched. Look at it differently, please, for your own sake. And I promise you, you're going to love each butterfly that you become. You really, really will. So, you know, these are thought-provoking conversations. I feel and I'm confident that God gave you exactly what is needed for you to do what you need to do. And I want you to go ahead and apply it. Apply it and, and make sure that you're really, really, really just understanding these lessons and say, okay, God, because remember, we said we're going to be life-provoking now right? 
It's not just thought. I don't want to just maintaining and dwelling in a thought. I want it to come out in an action because that's God's whole purpose for this. And thank you. Uh, um, matter of fact, you're welcome very much um, because I've been going through this so I can go ahead and tell you it offhand. I wish I would have read this in an article like, oh, it says here that when you're changing, it's uncomfortable. No, I'm feeling every part of this with you. Okay. Now go ahead and go if I get, get an attitude. So as my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Let me go ahead and shed the rest of this. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> later. <laughs>